everyone. Welcome to another episode of Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive into a single line from a single Fallout Boy song. I am Reality Bites James, your host. I am Beetlejuice Aaron, another of your hosts who gets the joke this time. I am your stranger host, Tracy. Yeah. Things. Women aren't things. Get that straight, guys. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, so this is the third track. It wasn't a single, uh, but I did. Uh, there is some stuff on the uh, genius about the title of the song, and so let's learn a little bit about the title. And just for everyone who this happens for, the word Winona is going to stop sounding like a word uh, before we get to the lyrics. So just <laughs> hang in there. So uh, it says the title of the song is most likely a reference to one of the of two things. Firstly, Winona County which is a region in Minnesota. The county seat of Winona County is Winona, Minnesota, which is the birthplace of Winona Ryder. So it's certainly in that box. Uh, It says, then the second and likelier reference is to Winona Ryder, an actress actress which was very popular in the 90s. Wow. Great, great job there, everyone. (laughs) What Um, was that about women not being things? Right, right, right. Winona Ryder, the brand. (laughs) In a video interview... Lyricist Pete Wentz told the New Musical Express cryptically that, quote, people can read what they like into certain things. So I guess Winona could be anyone for you. Winona for me is reality, but I'm my own Winona. What, was this a time period he was doing LSD? Because I was going to ask, was Pete on LSD when he gave this interview? Uh, possibly, possibly. Possibly. Um, and- Reciprocally, uh, <laughs> the uh, city is named after legendary figure Winona, said to have been the firstborn daughter of Chief Wapasha or Wabasha the Third. So, that's what Winona is, and so somewhere in there is a song by Fall Out Boy which has lyrics. So our lyric, short and sweet: Hell or glory, I don't want anything in between. And that's it. Mm-hmm. There it is. It's good Two shit. Two poles, hell or glory. Before we get into the lyric, I do want to say this is one of my least favorite songs off of this album. I just think by the second half of the song, it just drags. Like, it gets... Mm-hmm. Fall Boy's pretty repetitive already, but this is just, mm-hmm. like, too much. Yeah. The, the modulation is definitely, like, insult to injury. When they're like, we've said bring the thunder a bunch of times. Now we're going to go up a key and do it again. Because <laughs> exactly. fuck you, we're Fall Out Boy. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it gets to be a lot. Yeah. Yes, that it is. And that's what happens when you collaborate, folks. Yeah, never <laughs> collaborate. The song was obviously a compromise. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm glad they collaborated. Aw. Aaron. Yes. Something resonated with you on a molecular (laughs) level, I seem to recall you saying. Yes. So on Genius, Pete said, in reference to this line, isn't that the nature of anything you feel driven towards? Everything or nothing. The same reason, and this is what I feel very, uh, it spoke to me. The same reason I always saved all my tickets for the big sunglasses at Chuck E. Cheese instead of the little slinky and then just ended up having to leave before I had enough tickets. Sad face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aw. Yeah. Save your tickets for next time. It's a really good I'm metaphor. Sure. Yeah, well, no, yeah, no, but that means that you keep going to Chuck E. Cheese and you keep collecting your tickets for the big thing and so you repeatedly leave Chuck E. Cheese without a prize. 
Mm. And I see. Like, there's something really satisfying about getting the big prize, but it takes so long to save up the tickets for the big prize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you have to constantly leave and sit next to your little brother in the car on the way home while he's eating all of his candy and playing with his little slinky thing. And you're just dreaming about those sunglasses that may or may not still be there when you get to Chuck E. Cheese the next time. If you even get there. If you even get there. And you don't yeah. lose your tickets. Yep. So, hmm. yeah, that that spoke to me when I was reading it, because I was like, yeah, no, I used to do that. I would save the tickets and inevitably lose them before the next time we went back. Hmm. But, yeah, so that was what spoke to me on a molecular level. I like that. Yeah, me too. I think that's really relatable, like the heller glory for, mm-hmm. I don't know, it feels like the people I know, like creatives types that... I don't know. I lost the plot on what I was saying. I just feel like it's a very all or nothing. Like, everyone's really in it. But it's also not... Like, no one's here for the glory. Yeah. So there's a, a Clash song called Death or Glory. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at some of the lyrics to Death or Glory. And the, from every dingy basement, on every dingy, on every dingy street, every dragging hand clap over every dragging beat, it's just the beat of time, the beat that must go on. If you've been trying for years, we already heard your song and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And from the point of view of like a disintegrating band sort of relationship situation, Mm -hmm. I wonder if Pete was listening to to this song or thinking about this song when he when he talked about hell or glory, like death or I know that death and hell are not the same thing, but like sort of the same concepts of like either you know, we'll get that lemon tree back or choke their rivers with our dead, as Bart Simpson said. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, it's like you, like, shooting for shooting for the moon, and if uh, you miss, you'll end up in hell. Yeah. I think is exactly <laughs> right. That, it's, that's an interesting point that you know, if he was listening to the song that was about a disintegrating band when his own band was kind of struggling a little bit among yeah. them, like, amongst themselves. Yeah. It, yeah. It like and the chorus of this is death or glory becomes just another story. So it's it's about basically like when you start off, you're full of you know piss yeah. and vinegar and like fight the man and we're a punk rock band and whatever. And then eventually you're like, what's gonna sell records? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just feels like this album is not what's gonna sell records. I mean, there's good stuff on it, but I feel like if you've been in the industry, this is your fourth album in the industry. You have to be feeling a lot of like the A and R guy said we can't put heat wave in our pants on right. the thing unless we put Elvis Costello on another track. I'm joking, that was a huge get, but like stuff like like <laughs> where they have to make deals with like their producer or like keep the album recording in secret so they don't have a record label mm-hmm. breathing down their necks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything in between. I like that. So that's like stay gold, pony boy sort mm-hmm. of situation. It's like live so fully and like so pedal to the metal that you either yeah. you don't stop until you've made it and you're you know you hit the glory or you completely crash and burn like you're completely done like in hell yeah yep burn like in hell yeah yeah i think this was one of the more straightforward not a whole lot of dissection to do kind of lyrics but i also kind of feel that way about like most of this song like the who slash what is winona is kind of the most discussable thing about this song to me well she is i'm I'm with you tracy it's not one of my favorites 
She's she is my Winona. That's who it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. She, yes. She. 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 The song by Green Day. She. Mm-hmm. Or Elvis Costello. Or Elvis. Yeah. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Did I black out? <laughs> Hold on, I need to reorient myself. <laughs> right, we're in a world where Aaron can make Elvis Costello references. Okay, and we're back in. Okay. Um, yeah, like Elvis Costello. Um <laughs> I completely lost. Um, okay, so, it was really uh, kind of my, funny to watch your brain break there. <laughs> my, my, well, there, there was the like, sure. Wait, she's. Oh my god, she's. Wait a minute. Like, <laughs> my merch idea was uh, thanks for the lyrics, uh, "Rider or Die," but it's spelled oh. like a writer. Oh, yeah. Rider or Die. I don't want anything in between. Like. Death or Hell or Glory. Right? Yeah. What does it say that the whole time you were talking about that, I was going, Ryder, I hardly know her. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> happening in my head, too. It means that well, Tracy and I have a bee brain, and we're all really tired. <laughs> every time we've said the word glory in this podcast, I've thought of Newfound Glory every single mm-hmm. solitary time. And I have, I'm like, there's a reference there. No, there's not. Okay, they said it again. Now is there a reference? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought of glory holes a whole bunch because we've been watching Blown Away mm. season two and in the glass blowing hot shop, the mm-hmm. oven thing that you put your glass in is called a glory hole and they say it just a whole bunch. All the time, just constantly. And it, it is awkward and uncomfortable to be watching yeah. that with my very small children and my mother-in-law and they just keep which, saying glory hole. Which came first, do you think? <laughs> the glory Glass hole or the glory a, hole? Having a glory hole or penis blowing having a glory hole? You know, I'm not sure. Whichever one, whichever, whichever blowjob pays more is what they say. In the I mm-hmm. I bet with no background knowledge that the glass blowing glory hole came first, or the penis hole thing was not called glory hole because it is blowing glass blowing blowing penis blowjob in holes. Are we just playing like? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Word association. Like a glass blower put their penis in one and they're like, wow, this is just like when I do my glass blowing. And then. Oh, oh, in, in a penis glory hole, not a glass blowing glory hole, because that would hurt. Right. Those like, things get very the hot. The first glory hole was, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. in a glass blowing studio. Got it. Ouch. Yeah. I know that's not what you were saying, but that is where my brain went. Um, so I looked up glory hole on my non-incognito uh Google Chrome, which is cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there are three definitions oh, in this order. Ready? An untidy storage place, especially a room or cupboard. So a glory hall one is where you put your junk. Number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> good. Very good. Good, good, good. Very good. Yes. Number two. A small furnace used to keep glass malleable so that it can be worked. That's where you work your glass. That's mm-hmm. where you put and your junk to work number three, it. which I had to click on more definitions to <laughs> see, is a hole in a wall through which fellatio or masturbation is conducted incognito. How would you so, masturbate in a hole? But I've seen more than that in my research. I am so uncomfortable right now. You've seen more like more definitions or more like you ended up on a porn site? More than masturbation... Uh, more than fellatio. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I guess it's agile. possible to have sex through a glory hole. Sure. Yeah. It'd have to be a thin wall. Yes. 
or a big hole or both. Hey, do you want to hear a story from a 1707 court case? Yeah, I guess. Do I ever. The first documented instance of a glory hole (laughs) was in a 1707 court case known as the Trials of Thomas Vaughn and Thomas Davis in London, England, which involved the extortion of a man known in the documents only as Mr. Gwillem. At the time, gay sex in public places could lead to arrests by members of the Society for the Reformation of Manners. <laughs> okay, but any sex that in public like places should be <laughs> discouraged. Yeah. Often the authorities would sometimes often the authorities would sometimes wait outside the Lincoln's Inn bog house in London as one place to catch people. The courts heard that a man, Mr. Gwillem, has visited a washroom stall to relieve himself when another male put his penis through a hole in the wall. And here's a quote from the court case. I'm loving this podcast. We're on about follow-up one. <laughs> a boy in the adjoining vault put his privy member <laughs> through a hole. Mr. Gwillem, surprised by the action, <laughs> fled, fled the washroom only to be followed by the male who cried out that he would have had sex with him. <laughs> Mr. Gwillem was then confronted by Mr. Vaughn, who, knowing Mr. Gwillem's innocence, threatened to turn him into the police. Ooh, Mr. Vaughn sounds like a... Yeah. Dick? It's a real dick. I'm so <laughs> sorry. And revealed him to his wife if he did not pay a sum of money. See, now that is extortion. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that a Patreon bonus content? I think that was a Patreon bonus content thing. Yes, Anyways, it was. So, that's... Uh, 1700s is when the first case about prosecuting a glory hole is... And this has been Fallout Boy. You know what? I feel like Fallout Boy would appreciate the tangent that we just went yeah. on. But also, you can't just stick your penis through a hole in a bathroom stall in someone else's face. No. I mean, first of all, that's how you get just like so many germs. Right. And also, why was there a hole in the first place? Exactly. For penises. <laughs> penises. <laughs> We've come full circle. I mean, duh. <laughs> Come on, Tracy, keep up. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt <laughs> for penises. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> and then it's Aaron. Quote. I, I think maybe we have talked about this song as much as we possibly could, and that is how we ended up talking about glory holes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess we had a newfound glory about uh, a this particular glory kind of hole. hole. Mm-hmm. A newfound glory hole. Would you like me to do social media? Uh, I think hell yes, holes or glory holes. I don't want anything in between. Hell hills or glory <laughs> holes. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. What did you? What was the first one? Hell hill, because a hill is mm. opposite of a hole in my mind. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard hell handles or glory mm. holes, and I don't know what a hell handle is, but I I like the sound of like I like mm-hmm. the way the words yeah. sound. Yeah. Hell handle it sounds like a sex act. It, it kind of does. If you would like to tell us what you think a hell handle is or describe your experiences with glory holes, I guess, you what? can do so. Okay, on that's tw- a really bold thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying we want them to do that, but if they want to tell us about it, they can do so on Twitter at Thanks for the Lyrics Pod. But here's what you got to do you got to take out all those vowels to make like little glory holes. 
in the in the thing. But then, because this is not a 1776 washroom, you're going to smush all of the consonants together so that there are no more glory holes for you to stick your privy member through. I'm so sorry. Potential health advantages. In June 2020, a New York Health Department COVID-19 advisory suggested sex through, quote, physical barriers like walls, but did not specifically reference glory holes as part of broader measures on dating and sex during the pandemic. New York Health Department said, hey, why not make glory holes a thing in your life during this this special, very special time? I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Wikipedia, man, it's just like... It just has a whole bunch of stuff, you know? It's sure something, isn't it? We are anyway. proud members of the Scavengers Network, probably until this episode comes <laughs> <Are> out. <laughs> the Scavengers Network... I'm editing this one. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> the Scavengers Network can be found on Twitter, at ScavengersNet, on the internet at large, at scavengersnetwork.com, on Twitch, at twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network, or... On Patreon at patreon.com slash the scavengers network, where for $2 of your hard earned money a month, you can pay us to hear bonus content about extortion. Uh huh. No glory holes in the bonus content. We give you that for free. Yeah, we're not going to withhold glory holes. Yeah. That's it. That's. If you, if you want to bonus, it'll be two. Do- Wait, I'm saying this wrong. No, no, I think uh, you said I would that take absolutely $2 right. Yes. <laughs> yes. All what? Of, all of... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, Fallout Boy? Thanks for the lyrics? Question mark? I'm gonna... I'm not entirely sure I'm committed to that one this week. <laughs> Foley, uh, do you ever regret saying things that were recorded. <laughs> so you're going to say, do you ever regret saying yes to being on a podcast? <laughs> okay. James Wilcox is going to really like this episode. Tracy, uh, will you be on our podcast? Will we discuss glory holes? I can't imagine why we would. Great, then I will. <laughs> okay. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast on Natural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia? Like they're below the equator? Yeah, duh. Health and fitness. Pasta is great, but you usually have a lot of extras, but have no fear. Thigh-warmed pasta is here. Plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn. We have microwaves. I have thighs. You know what? Actually, we can never decide what we're going to talk about, and that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. So download Unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every Monday. 